Welcome to Film Buddies. This is another industry interview segment. Our guest this time is Fregie Noel, a writer-director based in New York City. Fregie, if you want to give us a little background about yourself. Sure. So, um, first, thanks for having me. This is really cool. (laughs) Um, I love this stuff. Um, So, yes, I started working in the industry uh, at MTV. So I got my start working on their on-air promos department where I was a PA and I was just basically writing and editing and producing and directing, but was a PA mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's kind of like the school of, um, of MTV. And it's just, it was a really wild experience because I got to learn so much and just had access to many people and like resources and just was able to teach myself so much uh, that I don't know if I would have ever ever really even wanted to um, to look into as far as like video editing and all of this. It was because I was always a writer. Um, mm. And then the directing was something that I wanted to do, but I never really gave myself permission to do it. So um, I started directing uh, short films five years ago as a way to get into the independent film world. And uh, right now I have a short film out <laughs> that is doing its festival run. And I'm also uh, working as a writer director for online you know, sites and companies and television and freelancing <laughs> until I can officially be a signed director with CAA. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the goal, right? Some, yeah. some agency representation. Yes. So you're currently writer-director. Do you also produce when you work for these digital spots, or is your focus really just writing-directing right now? Uh, my focus is writing-directing, and when I do do the work for digital companies, it's usually more so video editing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's funny because they don't quite understand that you're also producing and writing. So uh, in that world... Video editing just has a lot more hats than when you're doing it for television. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on the client. That makes sense. Did you know, was it a more, not recent because you've been in the industry for a while, but was it like a childlike dream to be in the film industry or was it something that came around in high school or college? Definitely from my childhood. Um, I've always been into music. Music, I've always led with that just uh, as far as like my um, understanding of uh, time is based on like songs mm-hmm. um, and artists. So I've, I would always visualize the, um, the songs. Like it, I would basically come up with treatments. And <laughs> at the time I didn't know, I just remember like I'd watch MTV and I could always, I would, it would be a game to guess who the video director was. Um, and I always remember there was only one woman. It was Diane Martell, and she'd be the only one. And so it was just kind of like, well, like that. I mean, it's just dudes. Like I, I don't really see myself, you know, jump throwing in there. It's just I wasn't really thinking about it. And then in college, I discovered Julie Dash with Daughters of the Dust, and that was pretty monumental because she was telling a story that was really. Um, I connected to this generations of like black women and um, uh, this whole like island kind of energy and uh, 
there was just a lot happening there and it was just so experimental and uh, not not these very like you know cookie cutter characters and mm-hmm. so that's when it I really started thinking well what would it look like if <laughs> I did this and I just kept on um, figuring that out <laughs> until you know I'm still figuring that out <laughs> Hopefully I'll figure it out. (laughs) I do feel in some ways that the industry is kind of like a maze because there are multiple routes to get to like your end goal. And it's just like, well, which route should I be taking to get there in what I view as maybe the most efficient manner or the most educational or whatever? It's definitely it's definitely a ride. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It's a yes. It seems to be going faster now, despite this world slowing down. I feel like because content is just such a people need like entertainment escapism. Mm-hmm. I'm actually doing a lot mm-hmm. of writing right now, and a lot of the clients are like, "We want people need an escape, so like mm-hmm. write something that's going to make them forget." And so that's been <laughs> yeah. Really forget that we've been in our houses for the last five months. Yeah, just and We're everything desperate. else. Like, well, I mean, do we want to forget? But okay, um, <laughs> yeah. So it's <laughs> was working for MTV like your first foray into the industry, or did you PA on some other things before you got there? No, that was my first experience. I was wow. straight out of college. Really and thrown right in. I really <laughs> did. I just, I just. I knew I knew it. Like I knew that's where I belonged. I was actually nervous about it, but a, a mentor of mine just said, "You know, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be in, you shouldn't be feeling like you're getting interviewed by all these companies. Like you should be interviewing them because mm-hmm. you are valuable and your voice is needed." <laughs> and so um, I took that. I took that cockiness <laughs> when I went That's to MTV though. and I did that. Yeah, it was it. And yeah. And I think they saw that because I mm-hmm. really, I, I felt like, okay, well, if, if I could have my dream place to work at, it would be at MTV. Come on. like Yeah. Music. Video- well, not so many music videos anymore, yeah. but <laughs> back, then, back then it was music videos <laughs> and like, just like, it was a different landscape. You had like, Oh, it was just, I saw like Amy Winehouse. Like I sat in on mm-hmm. one of the interviews with her. That was like her first interview actually with the whole network. Oh, wow. It was for VH1 when I was at VH1 and Adele, like I did my first interview, like just so many. Um, and it's, it's so weird because you just see them as human beings in mm-hmm. that kind of space because you can't fan out <laughs> when they're like you have to, you know, interview them and you need to come up with some kind of visual tableau to make it look like this. And like, I can't remember that, like, wait, that's Amy Winehouse. Mm-hmm. I just remember just, just being in awe of her and really having to like suck it up and act like, you know, I got yeah, this. It's cool. I'm doing my job. <laughs> right. Right. It was very different. She yeah. We're tell. inside. You're like, all right, cool. This is super cool. Yeah, I was looking at everyone like, why is no one else freaking out yeah. right now? Maybe they were internally as well. Like, okay, we got to play it cool. Right. But yeah. Oh. So from MTV, it sounds like that's really where you got to dip your toes in like all these different roles. So is it there that you realize like directing's definitely it for me and writing's it for me and I'll take that experience onward? Yeah, actually so MTV is part of Icom, so I did I had even more of an experience at VH1 because I was working when they had the music department. I, I worked with them and and I think that's when I started to see music 
and I was in the director's seat because I mm -hmm. was doing these interviews. And then the interviews went from like, I had one shoot that I, I spent the whole day with Chili from TLC. And I had to do kind of like a mini documentary with like one of my idols. Mm -hmm. And so they just kind of put me in that position. And then it was clear like, oh, wait, this is not something I, I could be scared of. Like this is, I'm already doing it. Now, what do I do with it? You know, mm -hmm. like I don't need, I mean, obviously we all need opportunity, but we need to know what to make out of those opportunities. So I had to uh, figure out what kind of stories I wanted to tell and what was important to me. And, uh, you know, sometimes I feel like you can like live a certain way and then you work and it feels like there's a disconnect. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I just, I, I, I want less of that. I want to be able to just be freshy at work <laughs> and at home and with mm -hmm. friends. And so, uh, yeah, so then I just started, I, I wrote the, my first short film. Um, it, it was dealing with some sadness that I was going through, but I, I kind of, I, I make a lot of jokes, <laughs> even when I don't realize I'm joking. Um, and that's how it came out. So it was like the sadness actually ended up being kind of quirky and funny. And, uh, I did a Kickstarter and some friends got involved and, earned all this money and all of a sudden I was like actually shooting a, a real budget shoot I mm -hmm. mean compared to VH1 and MTV like those <laughs> were real budgets but for right. me it was like how many thousands of dollars <laughs> like mm -hmm. 10 so that was really a big deal um even though I went broke <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I still spent money but it was worth it because it mm -hmm. opened the doors to this like independent filmmaking space where I could really uh express myself and feel mm -hmm. liberated honestly yeah you have a lot more creative freedom when you get to write and direct your own projects as opposed to just directing for vh1 or mtv or whoever so i think that's great that you were able to take that experience and mold it into like okay my indie career is starting yeah yeah how many shorts have you done that led you up to cotton candy so i so I directed and wrote one short. I also did directed a feature documentary and mm -hmm. I directed but did not write a short, which was a whole other experience, which I learned a lot from because I think, you know, I'm a writer director. Like I can really comfortably <laughs> say I'm the author. Like I know right. what this from this paper, it goes to here. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, so I would say so two, three projects before I got to Cotton Candy. Nice. Uh, and now and I, I have candies. one more. Mm -hmm. I, and now Cotton Candy's in the festival circuit. Yes. So yeah. Cotton Candy is uh, premiering at Woods Hole Film Festival right now until August 1st. And um, it's exciting, you know? Mm. You're just like, you're on the website. And even when the festival does a trailer and you see that clip from your film in there and you're like, wow, that's <laughs> really cool. What? You know? Yeah. Like... And I just, I love, I have so much love for the other filmmakers, even when we did this Q&A for the festival, hearing them talk about like where their stories came from. Like this one guy, he did this animation and it was basically a letter to his father who was mourning his best friend. Mm. And it was all just an animation about like two superheroes. Oh my gosh. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm like, I'm scared to watch that because I want to cry. Just listen. Yeah. So it's just, you really um, respect people, the mm. vulnerability that it takes, especially at that level. Right. We don't have Hollywood money supporting us. Like we're mm -hmm. putting our money to invest in these festivals. If we get accepted, 
so there's just so much risk and to so I, I just I'm, I'm in love with the film festival process I just wish I could be there in person <laughs> and it sounds like you were mentioning that you're working on your next short yes I have another short that I'm working on that I actually I mentioned it and then I realized I can't talk about it yet because oh. there's like an announcement secret. but it's a secret <laughs> go to my insta but it's yeah. cool it's a really good concept it's very timely it has to do with um destroying the patriarchy we could use that we got a little bit of political <laughs> there's some political stuff there's some yeah. There's a lot of fun, you know, it's still going to be fun because it's mm-hmm. me, but um, yeah, and it, and it also kind of has a throwback feel to it. So I'm excited to shoot it, hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> I've had, um, at last fall into like, around Halloween time, I was like part of a five person female producing team and we crowdfunded money for um, a pilot episode of like this vampire comedy horror series yes and we were so excited to shoot it in march and then Mm. you know the world is on pause and now we're like we don't even know when we can film because it's sag and sag has like these extra covid precautions which i totally understand they just add a lot of extra fees and and it's like we crowdsource not including an extra ten thousand dollars for that you know so indefinitely on hold but still it's kind of yeah but it's also nice just to know like I think there's a lot of people in that position where we're all just kind of waiting to make again yeah yeah like we're gonna all just like run outside yeah that would be like you can go outside everybody with a camera it's a gaffer it's like pulling all these cords like let's go Like, you can really visualize just yeah. everyone running free. Yes, yes. Yeah, trying to make... Boom. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to switch up the conversation a little bit because I'm curious if you felt like you've encountered some hurdles along your journey and how you were able to overcome them to get where you are. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, especially in this <laughs> industry, I'm like, you know, the numbers, the numbers don't lie. Like, I actually haven't looked at them this year, but it's usually very, it's like 4% of uh, directors in Hollywood are women, 6, 6% are producers. The numbers are just so low, and it feels like illegal how low it is, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that, I think that, like with this awakening that we're dealing with right now in, in our society, it's not just one part of it, you know, like police brutality. Yes, that is one. But education, like media, like we mm-hmm. need to see and hear and understand different perspectives to be able to have empathy. And Absolutely. in our industry, we have too many men telling women's stories. Mm-hmm. they just don't get it they don't understand it's not yeah. that i mean i'm sure they're wonderful people but they don't understand it and even not not just in in the way that you know it's directed or written but it's the way that you interact with the the woman <laughs> you know mm-hmm. the actress like people act you know there's just a different kind of chemistry and i i so i've definitely seen it on sets especially earlier on in my career. Um, And 
it's not just men also, you know, there are some women who kind of feel like this is mine. (laughs) I worked really hard to get here. I don't need this. And I respect that too. You know, Mm -hmm. like I can't be mad at somebody who feels like, you know, their livelihood might be, you know, in jeopardy because some whatever wants to come in and, you know, step it up. It's that kind of space that we're dealing with in media. It's competitive. Mm -hmm. Um, So the way I deal with it, I mean, I'm a hard worker, (laughs) which means that I will always be working on like three projects Mm -hmm. because if I, I think that like, if I just focused on that energy, it would be hard for me to continue because I would right. just, you know, I actually had that moment last year after shooting Cotton Candy. It was 100 degree weather. I had financed it. I went broke after. Like everything mm-hmm. that could have had a thunderstorm hit, I had to shoot. It was insane. Mm-hmm. And I was driving back. And I was like, what am I doing? This is really nuts. Um, but you know, then you get into the edit and then you start to look at it and then you watch it a few times and you show it to someone and then you get a note and then you just start to realize like, wait a second, I cannot not do this. Like Mm -hmm. I have to. Um, And so I think the best way to get through it is to just keep going because if you don't, then you'll, you don't know what you'll, what you could have done with yourself because it's so easy to give up. Mm -hmm. It's not easy to stay in this thing that we're in (laughs) no it's funny to think like I graduated from a film program five years ago and I would say maybe like two percent of my classmates are actively trying to work in the industry it's not a large sum because it is hard it it can really like bruise your ego too oh "Oh, what's ego just trying yeah like come on rejection rejected rejected all the time you're not good no response just you get all the calls dropped it they're not available Mm -hmm. it's all gonna come at you and Mm -hmm. um i can't speak on behalf of men but i'm sure they have the same thing too like that's just the industry right but we you know it's, it's 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 tough to stay mm-hmm. in there and 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 as a woman to you know children and partnerships and like life and you know what you think you're supposed to be doing with yourself mm-hmm. and how do you maintain this you know yeah it's definitely it's it's hard and you have to toughen up um it seems to take some of the downers yeah or just yeah. take a pot like you can yeah. take a pot like toughen mm-hmm. up just so that you could say I can come back to this in 24 hours, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I think one of the best advices is like, who gave me this? I'm trying to wonder who gave, I don't know, but (laughs) I I know it's like 24 hours. Don't respond right away. Don't Mm -hmm. be in your feelings sometimes about things. Give it a day. It doesn't have to happen right now. Even if someone tells you it has to happen right now, it doesn't have to happen, especially if you might you know, lose the gig, the client, right? you know, that whole mm-hmm. burning bridges thing. I had to learn that, you know, sometimes you're just going to have to tell someone how you really feel about them because like you just have to, but mm-hmm. for the most part, you really shouldn't have to. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. I like that. 24 hours is just like taking a step back and then yeah. if you, you still look at it feel with fresh that eyes. Way, yes. Mm-hmm. Like if you're looking and you're like, wait, okay. No, yeah, I'm still going to say it, but uh, that that break. It's just like even work. Like when I write, you know, I like to give myself 24 hours before I send anything to anyone to read Mm -hmm. just so that I could reread it and make sure that I get what I wrote. Right. 
Yeah. You don't want to be like, oh, I put something in there I did not mean to because that was just the headspace I was at when I was writing. Yeah. Like, this yeah. doesn't make any sense. This is what, I, this is the meat, but I've just, you know, so I guess that, that also helps with the work stuff. One of my questions is usually like, do you have an interest in changing positions? But it seems like since you're pretty confident in the director, writer, auteur role, that you're at home where you're at and it's just mm -hmm. elevating those roles maybe to features or whatever, yes. maybe next for you. Yes, so. episodics. I'd love to get okay. into episodic television because, you know, the independent film, I know that there's no money there. You know, that's nope. this, this is not changing. Like this mm -hmm. is, I, I was in a f film festival with um, uh, Bobcat Goldwith. Okay. I love him so much. And I was sitting there and I was like, my film played earlier <laughs> than his is playing. And he's in there. He's, you know, having a whole emotional experience with it. I'm in it. We're all feeling this film. And I'm like, this is it. This is all that it is. And mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be anything more than this, you mm -hmm. know? So I feel like it's really about figuring out, like, financially, where am I going to be able to take care of myself and mm -hmm. the commercial work and, and the television episodic work. Because I love television. I love all of that stuff. <laughs> and I was just like, this is a new show I started watching, um, All Rise. Mm, it's on CBS. Okay. <laughs> a woman, black woman judge who's okay. just like awesome. Yeah. Just really good. And I'm like, where did CBS <laughs> get this show from? Like, I know what I come here for. It's not for this. So this right. is amazing. <laughs> so, you know, so there's there's some space that's being that's starting to open up a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I would love to, to jump into that. That would be really cool, I think. Like, do you think you would be interested ultimately in show running for television or you want to just direct episodes? Yeah, just direct. And... Yeah. Because that, yeah. that whole multiple, just like, I, mm -hmm. I'm not, that's not my, um, see, since we're not like really having to be in like meetings and stuff, I've lost all my corporate terminology. <laughs> what was that? My wheelhouse. It's yeah. not my wheelhouse. <laughs> I think that's fair. It's like then you become less of like a creative person and you're more like ultimate producer in a sense. Like I'm the manager on set. So yeah, I can well, see. I still think I think they're creative. Like I think mm -hmm. the showrunners, they get the big picture. They mm -hmm. get like this is going to live here like this. And in order for it to do that, this needs to happen. Whereas mm -hmm. if I'm just stuck on like, well, <laughs> you know, like it's pink and I wanted it to be, you know, like right. that. And and that's the space that I'm actually moving into now because I, I was always in this kind of bigger picture thing when I was working at Viacom and doing all the multiple, mm -hmm. you know, positions. Now to just focus on like, well, how does this actress feel right now in this moment? Where, what did you do before you got here? How are mm -hmm. we going to really serve this? You know, um, that's been, that's exciting to get into, to delve into. Yeah, I found that I, last year I took a directing actors workshop with Adrian Weiss, and that was really helpful because I've taken acting classes now and again to understand their perspective, but I do not like acting at all. So I was like, let me find another way that I can like get into the actor's brain. And that was super helpful for that. But also it's like, just being able to be on set and working with them and going, okay, we're crafting the world for your character so that these emotions make sense. Yes. It's, yes. It's very, it's very exciting and a lot of fun. Um, my final question is, 
If you weren't working in entertainment, what do you think that you would be doing instead? Hmm. Entertainment, does that include like photography and like the arts? Well, typically I focus on just like film TV because that okay. is already super broad. So mm -hmm. okay. I count photography se separate for this. Separate. Yeah, I think I'd be a photographer. Mm. Yeah, nice. I think I'd probably be doing like travel photography and, you know, just kind of see and then like end up being like a professor and teach mm -hmm. like I really wanted to take a course in like um, film, like processing film, even just now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There is Did you do that? a place in Brooklyn that does it. And if I lived closer, I would do it. They teach you, they sh show you how to like shoot. I think it's on eight millimeter film and then how to process it as well, which I think is really cool. Oh, and cool. Yeah. As far as like a, a film workshop goes, like I think that's a great idea to yeah. kind of take it back to into like film histories tone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just kind of want to see, you know, mm -hmm. that you always get, you always get some, and that's what I love about just working in film in general. Like it all comes back, like no mm -hmm. matter whether it's in the story or in the visual or in the sound, like you mm -hmm. can pull, you can just pull from so much of like your world and bring it into it. So yeah, be a photographer. Yeah, <laughs> like that. Still the visual image, but yeah. not quite moving yet. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um, so how can people find you if they want to find you? I know you're on Free the Work, and then you have your website, but are there yeah. any other oh, avenues? Insta, Instagram, Instagram. I'm on it. Um, just Freshy Noel. Uh, that's my name. And <laughs> <laughs> that's the best other spot cool. to find me. Yeah. So I'll include the links for that and for Cotton Candy in the show notes so that people on podcast apps can click on them and see what you're up to. Yay! Yeah. Thank, thank you for joining me. I think this was informative, especially for writer-director types. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs>